0: This week, I found out that there's an orange farm at Duralong, and you can pick your own oranges there. So, I took our children on Friday for an adventure. Uh, They hadn't left home for many, many weeks, so I was like, right, we're going together to pick oranges. So, we got into the car, and we had a great time. The problem was, we probably had too great a time. And um, sometimes we find ourselves in situations where we kind of pause and look around and go, "How?" Did I get here? Do you feel a bit like that today? How are we here? What is going on? Now, when I was putting five bags, very full bags of oranges into my boot, that was one of those moments. We had picked ourselves 38 kilos of oranges. Crazy enthusiastic. My kids are awesome. Uh, They went all out. We've had oranges and we're driving home going, what do we do With all of these oranges. Now hindsight is a wonderful thing. And there's some things that I did when I was 18 that I would never consider doing today. Anyone else with me on that? Things that I would not consider ever doing again. But I went ahead and dove into them when I was 18. There are things that I did even last year that I wouldn't do again today. We keep learning as we grow. Now, how are we going to negotiate being in a situation that we hadn't been in before? Now, sure, we're locked down like we were last time, but it's different. While we know a little bit more about what we're at, what we're going at, we're at the mercy of a very contagious variant of a disease, and the strict restrictions have no end in sight for us. How do we negotiate? this without falling into a big heap and life becoming unmanageable for us. Now, the book of James in the Bible says that wisdom is required in difficult circumstances. Anyone feel like they're in a bit of a difficult circumstance today? Wisdom's required for our difficult circumstances. And the good news is, is that spiritual maturity comes through perseverance in these times. So we can look forward that when we get through this, we're going to be spiritually mature. I'm all good for that. I'm ready for the spiritual maturity that's going to come through from this situation. Our problem is we don't know how to find the wisdom that we need. And that's where the book of James comes in for us. James is said to be the New Testament version of Proverbs. Hey, LJ, welcome to Sharing Time. Um, That was crazy. I don't know what just happened, but apparently Nate wanted to come back and talk to us. Nate, seriously, <laughs> what's going on? All right, James is said to be the New Testament wis- wisdom um, book for us. It's a, a version it's almost of Proverbs, a very practical how-to. It's a great how-to-do-life book and it's a great book to read. So if you just want to grab it this afternoon and just read through, there's not that many chapters um, to get through James and so I encourage you to do that. Now, wisdom does not mean knowledge. It does not mean information. Anyone can gain knowledge. You only just need to go online. You can get a million people's opinions about everything. Anyone can gain knowledge, but only God can give you wisdom. Wisdom is the application of knowledge with divine power to change my life. You got that? Wisdom is the application of knowledge with the divine power to change my life. Wisdom, then, is not what I know. Wisdom is how I live. It's a great line there. Wisdom is not what I know, but it's how I live. And so how I live, according to the wisdom of God, is a barometer of my spiritual condition. So let's look into this. Number one, we have some points here. Number one is um, we need to put down our weapons. We need to put down our weapons, the picture that's given sometimes in life is that it's me against the rest of the world. I have to build a stash to keep myself safe, whether it's toilet paper or food or bunker myself down in my house, barricade myself up, have all these things in place because no one else is going to help me. It's just me. Have you seen that lately? We just want to take care of ourselves and everyone else just has to wait because it's all about me. Worldly wisdom encourages us to be selfish and greedy and to put our own interests before the needs of others. We seem shocked when people show selfish behaviour and this has been happening for a very long time. This isn't a new thing. It's not a 2020 thing. It's not even a 2021 thing. This is something that's been going on for a very long time. When Eve was in the garden way back in Genesis 3, she was thinking that her life would be better if she only had That one thing. And she looked at the fruit because she'd heard that the tree was able to make her wise, and that was a lie. Satan promises wisdom, and he always promises that you'll know and be in the know and be educated. But it's not true, it's a lie. Earthly wisdom is proud, it's self seeking. It's self-serving, self-indulgent, it destroys intimacy, it destroys love, it destroys unity, it destroys fellowship, it brings discord and it brings chaos. Is that what we're seeing all around our world? Anger, bitterness, lawsuits, divorce, and that's the result. That's the legacy of earthly wisdom. We need to acknowledge where we have taken part in the wisdom of the world And we need to put it down. We need to put it down. Our weapon is not our keyboard. Our weapon is not our phone. Our weapon isn't bitterness or anger. They're not weapons. And they're more likely going to come back and hurt you. We do dumb things when we're acting out of our need for something. Usually when we're hungry, when we're angry, when we're lonely or when we're tired. And if only we address those things instead of pushing out into someone else. Am I hungry? Go get something to eat. Am I tired? Go have a sleep. Am I lonely? Call someone. Am I angry? Maybe I just need to sit and chill for a bit. Let's put down the weapons that are destroying our lives and damaging people around us. James 3, 17 and 18 says... But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceful, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. We need to put down our weapons and we need to take hold of what God has for us. Now I titled this message today, actually I feel God titled this message uh, quite a few weeks ago um, as an unlikely weapon, an unlikely weapon. When we think of weapons, we think of things that we can chuck, we can you know, use, we can throw, um, we can hold on to, we can stand against and this is an unlikely weapon. We need to take hold of what God has for us. Now when I was picking oranges this week, I was a little bit picky about the ones I took. There were squashed oranges on the ground and I didn't want any that uh, could be going bad. So I'd reach up and I'd take hold of the ones that I wanted to take with me. Nice, big, unblemished oranges, just a gentle twist and off they would come in your hand. And that's how picky we need to be with what we take hold of in our lives. Let's look at some of those. Wisdom, I'll have some of that. Wisdom is pure. Got my orange bag. Wisdom's gentle. Wisdom is peace-loving. A peace-loving person is a person who brings peace with them when they enter a room. It's the opposite of a human tornado who wreaks havoc in every situation or argues with anyone that has a different opinion. If we're at peace with God, we're at peace with ourselves and we bring an atmosphere of peace. Wisdom is persuadable. Oh, that's a good one. Or willing to yield. That means easy to approach. Someone who's known as a good listener Has anyone seen the struggle that comes as people get older and they don't want to give up their license? Please be persuadable. Listen carefully to know the truth. Now, don't mistake this as being a pushover. A persuadable person holds a deep conviction without feeling the need to parade them around or constantly argue about them. These people believe everyone has something to teach them and they're capable of changing their mind if they're wrong. To be persuadable. Uh, it's merciful. Mercy sees a need, meets the need. That's evidence of a transformed life. A concern for others, a desire to give and meet the needs of others. Wisdom is full of good fruit or fruitfulness. Now it's easy to stand or to sit down and think then to go out and do. And I love Francis Chan's clip. Uh, the, as you can Google it, Francis Chan. He's got great clips. He says to his daughter, go and clean your room. And what if his daughter came back to him and she said, Dad, I memorised what you said. Go clean your room. And, and what if she gathered a group of friends together and they all sat around together weekly to look at what it means if she had cleaned her room or what if she looked up and learnt the Greek for go clean your room but her room didn't get cleaned it's not going to fly we need to do it we need to bear fruit and fruit that will last Uh, lockdown challenge uh, week three Andrew's already shared it today Uh, this week we've got the opportunity to put a smile on someone's dial how can we bless others this week There's a great need in our community at the moment. Seven weeks of lockdown is really hard. How can I bless someone? How can I be a blessing even while there's a statewide lockdown? Next one, wisdom is impartial. We're not treating anyone better than anyone else. All the same. All the same. And wisdom is without hypocrisy. We're the same in public as what we are in private. Utterly sincere, genuine, not phony, not fake, no pretense, no mask. No mask. Wisdom has so much for us. We need to put down our weapons. We need to take hold of what God has for us. And number three, our lives are going to reveal our decision. When Andrew and I were first married, we got a little dog called Jessie, and she lived forever, 17 years, Um, but she was super cute, but super hairy, so she needed a haircut pretty regularly, otherwise she looked more like a cat crossed with a rabbit, and um, it got pretty hot in summer, so uh, I took on the job of cutting Jessie's uh, fur, and... um, she was terrified of clippers, so I did it by hand, which was probably my first mistake. And, and to me, it was fine. But my cutting skills weren't overly sophisticated. Honestly, it was pretty brutal. <laughs> uh, after one of my haircuts, Jessie looked more like a dog that had been hen-packed, pecked, or had mange or something. Uh, she wore the fruit of my efforts. Uh, We're seven weeks into lockdown and most people are a bit desperate to get a haircut and Andrew has seen my dog cutting skills so he's living pretty dangerously if he gets a cut from me. We'll find out whether he's um, going to take the risk or not depending on how desperate he actually gets. You can be the judge when it actually happens. Wisdom is proven right by its fruit. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. What does it produce? James 3.18 says, and the fruit of this righteousness is sown. That's a bit of a strange picture, isn't it? It's sown. Fruit is sown. Usually the seed sown, but this is the fruit being sown. Now here's one of the fine selections from our fruit picking adventure. I cut it up. I have orange. I could eat it. It would be delicious. I could take the seed out of it and I could grow a tree that will bear fruit in the best growing conditions. It will take around three years. Or I can give the orange to someone today and it will bear fruit of blessing to them right now. This is the law of sowing and reaping. True wisdom in verse 18 produces fruit of spiritual maturity. My maturity, my righteousness can be a blessing to someone else. It becomes seed and generates more spiritual maturity. Your fruit of righteousness becomes a blessing to someone else. It starts with an opportunity for someone else to bear fruit. I read almost daily of people who, whose meal has been paid for in drive throughs And usually, uh, a lot of the time, they go on and they pay for the meal for the person behind them. So it just keeps multiplying, this generous spirit. And that can happen with our righteousness, with our spiritual maturity, our fruit being sown in to someone else. Every day, parents sow seeds of patiently raising their children. At the moment, with uh, our learning at home, it's very patient, um, sowing in of seeds. We sow seeds of peace when we spend time in prayer instead of firing off an angry email or letting someone know what they need to know on social media. We sow seeds when we're greeting others with a smile. It's hard with a mask on but I try to have smiling eyes when I have my mask on and it makes a real difference. We sow seeds of peace when we decide not to share a rumour. We sow seeds of peace when we decide not to argue politics 24 hours a day. All of us know God through Christ. All of us who know God through Christ in a personal way have received the wisdom of God. It's already given to you. But just because we have it doesn't mean we're applying all the wisdom we can have. Just because we've received it doesn't mean that we're applying it and using it. Just like the wise man's house was solid and safe on a rock, the foolish man's house was swept away. Our lives can determine whether we're living our lives with spiritual wisdom or earthly wisdom. The spiritual wisdom is going to keep you, keep you strong, safe and secure no matter what happens. Now, I'm not scared what's coming in the next six months. I know that in New South Wales it looks a bit hairy with lots of COVID cases popping up all over the place. I'm not scared. My trust is in God with what he has. That doesn't mean I don't follow restrictions. Absolutely I will. Absolutely I'll do the right thing. But my trust is in God and he will keep my house upon a rock and I won't be swept away. Why don't you imagine fields full And ready for harvest. The crop of this field is righteousness, goodness, integrity and everything that those who belong to God would hope to see in our world today. Just imagine that. Fields full and ready for harvest. with All the good stuff. All the peace. All the gentleness. All the joy in our lives. How did it get there? The crop was planted by those who make peace. Let's be peace-loving people. We can commit to living peacefully in full confidence that God is providing for us. We don't feel the need to fight against others. Our peace-loving lifestyles will lead to fields of righteous choices. So what kind of wisdom do you demonstrate? What kind of wisdom do you demonstrate who's influencing you? who do you watch daily whose show or um, opinion are you putting into your mind? are they showing signs of wisdom? what is the character of my life what is my attitude and How's my fruit looking? It may be that you're in the worldly wisdom area, but you've been around for Christians so long, you've picked up some of their habits. So you look good, but you know deep down, you don't really have what God wants you to have. Maybe that you're in the godly wisdom area, but you've been hanging around the world so long, you've picked up some of that worldly habit. Maybe you need to put some of those down today. The entry into wisdom is through faith in God through Jesus Christ. We are saved into wisdom. And then the Bible becomes the source of our wisdom and the Holy Spirit becomes the teacher of our wisdom. James 1.5 says, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. The wisdom is there. It's there for you. You just need to ask. Just need to ask. Let's pray. Oh, God, let's, today we just want to thank you that you give wisdom when we ask. So today we ask for your wisdom. We clear out our agendas, our wants, our demands, and we put our weapons down. And we replace them with your peace and wisdom. Help us to look to you for all we need. Help us to trust that you have it all under control. Even when we're feeling like we're on shaky ground. Help us to sense your firm foundation. May we be people of peace in our chaotic world. If you today are deciding to commit your life to Jesus and step into a new life of spiritual wisdom, I invite you to pray this prayer with me. I will put it up on the screen. Dear Jesus, I need you and believe in you and I receive your forgiveness. Thank you for dying on the cross for me and for giving me life in eternity. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, In your name. Amen.